Hey everybody, I'm Mike McDonald. My buddy Jesse Stratton loves some of the cheesiest movies ever made. He spent years telling me about them all, so now I'm finally watching these movies for the very first time. This is our podcast where we break those movies down together. This is the Celluloid Dumpster Fire. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today we are discussing the 2018 no-budget indie horror comedy Mandeo of the Dead. (laughs) A movie about ghosts, psychotic women, astral projection, and just how much it can suck to be a rideshare driver. (laughs) Yeah. Movie is unrated, runs an hour and 14 minutes. It's a real quick watch if you just got some spare time. Don't have any actual budget numbers, but there was a review on the internet that said it was it was made for less money than the fifteen thousand dollars it took to make Paranormal Activity. Yeah, this is literally like one of those movies that they filmed in their backyard. Yeah, definitely. But it, looks, it looks really good. Yeah, I think they spent most of their budget on color changing LEDs. Yeah, uh, and, and a tarp. One good tarp. They probably had one good tarp, like, at the house. So that was, like, that was a gimme. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Movie was written and directed by Scott Dunn. He had a recurring role in the Disney martial arts sitcom Kicking It and has written and directed uh, a couple of independent films, uh, Today, Schlepp, and the 2020 sequel to this film, called Mandeo Returns. I got to see that. We ought to, we ought to after, after this one, we ought to have him on here to talk about the, the sequel. Yeah, or just anything, because like, this, this movie's too weird. It's like, a, yeah, like it's like a short story if it was a book. Right. But like, just watching it, I got so many questions. And usually when you watch a shit movie, or like, you know, a B movie, you do get questions, but it's not usually philosophical and shit it don't go that deep it's usually like you know how'd you make that witch's nose you know and stuff like that but this one i'm like dude where'd you get the ideas for this movie you know yeah i think this guy found a book from the 1950s called astral projection and he might have dated a girl in high school who wanted to be a vampire and there's your movie right there i see sign me up right there you know and i ain't even seen that you know (laughs) have Sean McBride is Jackson. This guy works in Scott Dunn projects, and that's about it. So, I mean, Scott Dunn is one of those no-budget filmmakers, um, just like uh, just like Paul Dale, who just gets friends of his and says, "Hey, uh, you want to make another movie?" And they say, "Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah." And Sean McBride is one of those buddies that you know Scott's going to make a movie, so I'm I'm in. And he just like dusts off his clothes. It's like, all right, yeah, time to go to work. <laughs> Marissa Hood is Maeve. She has built a long career from short films. And she was also a dancer in the Taylor Swift music video for Shake It Off. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Alexander Chen as Raymond Mandeo. He, he played bit parts in TV since 2005. This is the one actual actor. Well, one of two actual actors in the movie. 
He's been in Baskets, CSI, MacGyver, Grey's Anatomy, Magnum PI, and New Girl. Also worked as a location manager on CSI, Monk, Superstore, Homeland, and Star Trek Picard. Damn. Yeah. I really liked that show, Superstore. It was kind of cool. I did too. It was like Cheers, but with like a supermarket. Yep. It was cool. And Sean Lang as... Ray's cousin or Jay's cousin Andy. That's another bit player. He's appeared in Baskets, 911, and American Horror Story. Also, in this movie, he's pure, uh, like, um, oh, what's the word? He just tells you all the kind of like background information, what you need to, like, there's like exposition. He's Dr. Exposition. Yes. Like, yep. there comes exactly the movie just stops. They could bring in a comic relief character usually dressed up like some kind of eccentric wizard or doctor, and yep. they'll tell the heroes everything they need to know to continue the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what he does. Movie opens with Jackson crawling out of a tent that he's been sleeping in in the living room of Jay's apartment. The tent is supported by furniture and unused exercise equipment. <laughs> that's a fork. <laughs> That is a that, fort. That is a fort, yes. Before you before you start to wonder, though, Jackson's in his 30s. He's not a little kid. Oh, hell no, yeah. <laughs> well, Jackson heads to the kitchen. He's going to make himself a bre- some breakfast, and then he gets an idea, and he sneaks into Jay's bedroom, which has a super creaky door, and he reaches in, and he snags a box of Mandeo's breakfast cereal off of Jay's dresser. Pours himself a bowl, pours out the little toy character also. And when he goes to put the, um, put the cereal box back, he goes to open Jay's door, and the door's real creaky, so he's just going to get it over with, and he swings the door open real fast. <laughs> he goes to put the box of cereal back, and Jay grabs his arm. What you doing, Jackson? Huh? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he reminds Jackson that that box of cereal is completely off-limits. And when he finds out that Jackson has not only opened the box of cereal, but he also took the toy out, well, Jay just loses it and kicks Jackson out of the house. (laughs) Of course, while he's yelling at Jackson, before he kicks him out of the apartment, he puts his hand on the top of the TV and there's something gross on the TV. Jackson says it's Vaseline. Um, I don't want to know what it really is. We're going to go with Vaseline. (laughs) And Jay throws him out of the apartment. Jackson's headed down the steps, and Jay throws his tent down after him. Then we get a homeless Jackson montage as the opening credits roll. Jackson arrives at Maeve's house. Maeve is Jackson's ex-girlfriend. He wants to stay with her, but she says no. You know, we broke up, and it's not temporary. Um, it, it's really over. And that's when Jackson decides, well, I should have done this a long time ago. And he gets down on one knee and he's going to propose to her. He's got a little paper ring with the word love drawn on it. <laughs> and she doesn't even hesitate. It's just absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah. I love this character. Jackson is, I don't know if he's like supposed to be the main character and he's just like such a dumbass. Or if it's like everybody else is like the main character and he's just like how we are introduced to these people. 
Honestly, yeah. I think Jackson is supposed to be, you know, like, well, I mean, obviously he's the comic relief to Jay's straight man, but yeah, he does steal the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the film follows him like halfway and then like there's like a halfway point where the shift's focused. He's still there, but he doesn't have really anything to do with the narrative. He's just caught right. in the crossfire kind of. Yeah. Well, that didn't work at all, so Jackson's going to use Maeve's restroom. And he just walks right past her into the house. <laughs> he washes his hands after he gets done and looks in the toilet, and the toilet's full of blood. Maeve is standing right behind him in the doorway, though. She's been here the whole time watching. Yeah. She says that she's on her period and reminds him to flush the toilet. And it's super awkward as as Maeve tries to get Jackson out of her house because he walks out of the bathroom like he's just going to wander through the house and look around. She grabs him by the arm and directs him to the door, and she tells him to leave and, and don't come back. And Jackson says, okay, another time maybe, and walks <laughs> out. It's that scene from Dumb and Dumber. I'd say more like one out of a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, no. <laughs> like he's like he's like if he just stonewalls her long enough, she'll break down and stuff, and then move in and shit. Yeah, exactly. It's funny as shit. Yeah. Next, we see Jackson setting up his tent in Lucinda's backyard. Jay shows up in the back seat of a rideshare called Bum Rides. <laughs> yeah, I guess because you can bum a ride. Yeah, uh, they. I don't even think they had a marketing department if that's a real company because. Yeah, bum ride. <laughs> that's not gonna work. Yeah. He's telling uh he's telling Jackson, get in the car, get in the car, get in the car, and Jackson's not gonna do it. Oh my god. No, I'm just gonna oh, let I'm just, Lucinda's been nice enough to let me stay in her backyard. And Jay gets out of the car. He walks up to Lucinda, who is sweeping off her front porch, and he just says, Mucha, Mucha, and takes her broom. <laughs> Walks over to Jay's tent and just takes a baseball, or Jackson's tent, just takes a baseball swing and knocks his tent down. Then he goes back to Lucinda, hands her back the broom and says, da, da. He's just, he, 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 he does not know the language and he's just making shit up and it's hilarious. <laughs> then he tells Jackson, get in the car. And so Jackson will follow him now, dragging his tent. He walks up to the car. Jackson Jay says, other side. <laughs> <laughs> Back at Jay's house, Jay is on the phone. He's trying to get his sister to take Jackson. Now, one of the things that I kind of skipped over here is Jackson always refers to Jay as Uncle Jay. Yeah. These guys are easily the same age. Maybe one or two years apart. But yeah, they're, they're the same age group. Yeah. And this is where we find out why he's doing this. He's trying to get his sister to let Jackson come live with her because, well, she he's kind of her responsibility. And she's not going to do it. And when Jay hangs up the phone, Jackson asks, how's mom? <laughs> <laughs> she's not your mom. She was married to your dad for one month. Yeah. Like, dude's sister was like some kind of trophy wife, this rich guy. Yeah, yeah apparently. Like dumbass son and somehow even after divorce or whatever happened they siblings got left with this dumbass 
Well, yeah, this this dumbass wants a family so bad that he'll just glom on to anybody he can. And they're just not, you know, stubborn enough to shake him off. Jay offers to make Jackson a burrito. He's like, you want a burrito? I'm going to have a burrito. Do you want me to make you one, too? <laughs> and, and Jackson says, yeah, sure. He says, um, clean your tent because it smells like SARS. <laughs> well it's spooky season in this movie it is the um the, it is halloween jackson is tinkering with halloween christmas light kind of things while jay is watching nosferatu jackson's got a skeleton decoration jay is pumping up his neck pillow <laughs> he's pumping the shit out of that pillow too man he really is I thought those things had a limit or something, but he is, like, really checking that limit. I think he's trying to see, if I pump it up enough, will it just choke me out? Yeah, take me out of this poor. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jackson tells Jay, don't worry, I'm going to buy you another box of Mandeos. But that's when Jay explains, you know, um, his dad used to own that company. And this was the last box of cereal that rolled off the assembly line while his dad was still in, char in charge of the company. Uh, it turns out Jay's dad invented Mandeos, and Jay has been living off the royalties ever since. That night, all is quiet in the house. Jay is asleep and dreaming. In his dream, he sees himself asleep in the bed, so he's kind of having an out-of-body experience. He wanders through the hallway and he sees the bathroom doorknob jiggling, but he can't get the door open. There's this spooky green light shining from out of out around the door also. As he's standing there in the hallway, you see Jackson behind him as he walks into the room and you can hear him yelling, wake up, Uncle Jay, wake up, Uncle Jay. Well, Jay goes back to the bedroom and sees Jackson shaking Jay, who is sound asleep. And he yells at Jackson to stop, and that causes Jay to wake up for real. Um, it turns out he was dreamwalking. Next day, Jay and Jackson are at breakfast. Jay asks Jackson if he got back to sleep last night. He's, oh, yeah, I sunk right into the floor. <laughs> this, this guy is going to be bunking with somebody for the rest of his life. He's going to be sleeping on somebody's couch or floor forever. Yeah. And that's when Jay tells Jackson about this recurring dream that he's been having. A weird light coming from the bathroom and the bathroom doorknob is jiggling. And he mentions that he saw Jackson from outside his body. And Jackson goes, oh, you must have been astral projecting, you lucky duck. Next, Jackson is lying in his tent with the little paper ring that he tried to propose to Maeve with. And we get a flashback to another Halloween party. Jackson is wearing a flowy, poofy shirt and a cape. He's dressed as a vampire and eating cheese. Maeve is there in basically street clothes with a little trickle of blood coming from the corner of her mouth and vampire fangs. Like, not even trying costume. Yeah, she probably dresses like that every day. Probably does, yeah. She mentions that she really likes Jackson's costume. And she asks how he knows the host. He says he doesn't. He just smelled the cheese plate and came running. <laughs> I kind of like Jackson. Yeah. I can relate to him. I can relate to him. 
He asks Maeve how she knows the host, and she makes a horrible joke saying, oh, I've lived inside her since birth. <laughs> yeah, turns out, yeah, uh, she is the host. It's her house. She also says she doesn't know half the people there, and it's camera pans over to Jay dancing with Fur, the rideshare driver. She's wearing a dinosaur costume, and he's dressed as a Boy Scout, and he also cannot dance. <laughs> At all, not even a little bit, like like bad, like I dance kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's like uh, it looks like Tourette's or something. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Well, Jackson sticks himself with a toothpick, and Maeve notices that he's bleeding, so she takes him to the bedroom. She's got a copy of a collection of vampire stories that she says is a guilty pleasure. In case you're interested in picking it up. The book is called Vampires, Two Centuries of Great Vampire Stories. It includes stories from Bram Stoker and Stephen King and several others, and you can get it on Amazon for $14.99, and I don't get paid if you buy a copy, so I don't care if you do or not. <laughs> nice uh, non-plug there. I like yeah, that. exactly. She's also got a pamphlet titled Living with Leukemia, which she says is for her mother. Now, we found out earlier when Maeve showed up at, uh, or when Jackson showed up at Maeve's house is asking, you live with her, that Maeve's mom had died. Jackson tries to, tried to uh, suggest that her, her mom's death was the reason that they broke up, but really it's because Jackson's a dumbass. Yeah. Well, Jackson takes his opportunity to make a really bad joke, suggesting that, you know, since he's a vampire, she's a vampire, they could just bite her mom on the neck and turn her into a vampire. <laughs> Maeve says that's really, really insensitive. And yeah. then starts making out with him. Awkwardly making out with him. Yeah, that's really, really bad. Back in the present, Jay calls his cousin Andy to talk to him about astral projection. He's an astral projection coach. Got a business card that also advertises meditation, aura cleansing, and spiritual coaching. <laughs> he's he's kind of smug at first. You know, how long did it take you before you succeeded in astral projecting? Two years? Three years? No, I wasn't even trying. It just kind of happens. And that pissed Andy off. Yeah. Like someone that's like devoted their whole life to it. And this guy just kind of accidentally falls into it. Yeah. Apparently Andy feels like he deserves the ability more than Jay does. Uh, he says either it runs in the family or Jay was chosen for something important. And obviously you were not chosen for something important. <laughs> <laughs> Because, obviously, Andy's a petty dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to test Jay to make sure he's actually astral projecting and not having a minor out-of-body experience. So he's going to return that night in astral form. And he gives Jay a bottle of something called Sleep Mix to help him achieve astral travel. Um, it might have some side effects. Oh, and by the way, it's 10 bucks. <laughs> Wait a second. That's like a M, uh, MLM kind of thing, isn't it? It's exactly what it market. is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Like Herbal Life and Amway had a I'm new age hippie kid. 
we're on the same page here. <laughs> well, it's Halloween night, and Jackson is in his vampire costume again. Again. Uh, fur comes... What's that? Again. Again, yeah. Fur comes out of the bathroom spraying air freshener, and we flash back to an earlier Halloween when Jay actually slept with Fur on the night they met. Fur is getting out of bed and getting back into her dinosaur costume when Jay mumbles that he loves her. Gonna guess that Jay hasn't had many girlfriends. No. <laughs> his uncle probably scares him away. So probably, yeah. Or no, wait, his nephew. I keep yes. on guessing. Yeah, because he's, yeah. No. It's easy he's, to get them mixed up. They they went to a lot of trouble to make all the names really similar. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, Fur is now their bum ride driver, and she hasn't been paid for the last three rides she gave him, and she wants sixty one seventy five plus tip. She's not leaving without her money either. Jack's, J.R. says, well, why don't I just pay you to leave? How much would that cost? And she said, Sixty-one seventy-five plus ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Jackson pays her. He wants to know where, or Jay pays her. He wants to know where Jackson's been going on all these rides, and every single time he's going to Mave. <laughs> well, Jay pays her, and she leaves that night. Jay takes the sleep mix, and he heads to bed. Meanwhile, Fur has given Jackson yet another ride to Maeve's house. She tells Jackson that, you know, since he's 33, he should maybe start paying things with his paying for things with his own money. Uh, Jackson's trying to work up the nerve to go in the house. He's, he's just pacing back and forth on the lawn. Fur says, hey, Jackson, I like your costume. Well, that's all the confidence Jackson needs. And he heads to the house. Wait a second. I just want to go over his vampire costume. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's, like, it's like a Seinfeld fluffy shirt, right? Yeah. With like a nice cape. Okay. And then it's just his regular shorts and gym suits, right? Yes, it is. So like the fancy vampire costume is just waist up and then the rest is just his everyday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the part that he sees in the mirror is vampire and everything else is Jackson. <laughs> yeah. The, the silk shirt really ties it together. And then you like pan out the whole body. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Especially when he's in the front yard working up courage and he's just, like pacing back and forth. It, it's so comical that, yeah, I lost my shit during that scene. <laughs> Well, he heads to a side window, and he's peeping in on Maeve, and she has a guest. Meanwhile, Jay is astral projecting, and the green light is coming through the bathroom door again. Andy shows up, and Jay shows him the light from the bathroom. Andy says it could be a portal, or Jay is channeling the dead, or it could be a gas leak. That's when Andy invites Jay to an astral convention. Uh, you got to pay $60 at the door. And weirdly enough, they only accept Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay asks, tells him he doesn't even know where the convention is. And he says, you don't have to know. You just have to know somebody. Just visualize me and you'll be there. And Andy leaves. Meanwhile, Jackson is still peeping in Maeve's window. And he's all tore up because Maeve is making out with her guest. Back at the apartment, Jay, this this movie jumps all over the place at this point. 
Jay is having yeah. a flashback to childhood with his dad. And Jay is just being a dick. One of Jay's friends told him that that his parents actually got divorced three months ago. And, well, Jay's dad hasn't worked up the nerve to tell him yet. And that's when grown-up modern-day Jay's phone rings. And that just ends the vision. It's kind of cool because his phone starts vibrating on the table. And then his dad and his child self look over like, like they hear something. And then the vision just ends. That's when Jay remembers Andy's instructions for finding him at the Astral Convention. So he tries to go find Andy and he zips through a little cloud wormhole. It's a nice effect. Yeah. And he ends up outside Maeve's window next to Jackson. He looks in and he sees Maeve with her guest. And he tells Jackson, you know, it's better off this way. But when he turns to leave, Jackson is, or Jay, is stuck to the spot. Now Jackson doesn't seem to know that Jay is there. And he gets in the car with Fur. Jackson, Jay is right up against the driver's window now, and he's banging on the glass, but Fur can't see him, and she can't hear him. She doesn't know he's there. So he lays on the ground and says, I'll see you at the apartment. And that's when the guy that Maeve was making out with walks up to Jay and says, hey, can you see me? <laughs> and Jay wakes up in his apartment. And just for an instant, he sees his dad in the room. Now, Jay's dad died of a heart attack some, while, some time ago, which is how Jay is getting all the royalty checks from the breakfast cereal. But all of a sudden, he's seeing him in these visions. It is the day after Halloween now. Jay is calling because he hasn't received his royalty check from the cereal company. And the person he gets on the phone is an idiot. Jackson doesn't want to talk about last night because Maeve is seeing somebody new. And if Jackson ever sees him again, he's going to kick the guy's ass. <laughs> he, call, he keeps calling him Circle Boy. And Jay says, are, are you trying to say square? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jay tells Jackson, you know, I was there and I saw the guy. So Jackson is heading over to Maeve's again. And he uh, grabs Jay's breakfast off of his plate and walks out the door. <laughs> I'm taking these waffles. <laughs> like Taking these waffles. Yeah. Nothing like backseat waffles. <laughs> fur is driving them back over to Maeve's. Jay and Jackson both went this time. The guy's car is still there, and Maeve is out in the sunlight in a sleeveless top, even though she is allergic to sunlight. Yeah. What's up with that? Jackson's getting out of the car when Jay stops him and asks, why, why do your fingers smell like that? And Jackson says, the toilet paper broke. <laughs> Just an awful joke out of nowhere, and they're going to use it really well. Oh, yeah. Jackson is peeping in the front window because Maeve's new boyfriend isn't coming to the door when they knock. Jay thinks they're leaving, but Jackson has another idea, and he heads straight to the back door, lifts up the doormat, and there's the spare key. Like always. <laughs> like she always leaves it for me. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't think she leaves that there for you, buddy. No. Nah. <laughs> It's like a trope, you know, it's like in movies and video games. Just look under the rug. Oh, there we go. 
Yeah, just like in TV and film, anytime you want to steal a car, the key is under the sun visor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Jackson unlocks the back door and he's about to head in. <laughs> Jay's yelling at him like he's a bad puppy going, no, no, Jackson, no. <laughs> I have a feeling that they do that to Jackson all the time. Like that's, all the time. Like that's mostly how you communicate to this guy. He's kind of turned off the world. Yep. Well, they follow, he follows Jackson in. They're being super sneaky, but Jackson keeps accidentally waving his stinky finger in Jay's face. <laughs> Maeve's got these uh, red and black plastic skulls scattered all around the house. It's kind of interesting. Like yeah, something you would see in a 12-year-old's room next to his Harley Davidson poster. Cool little art prop, you know, probably got Spirit of Halloween store, you know. <laughs> She's got a book there called The History of Blood Drinking, too. I couldn't find that one on Amazon. Sorry. <laughs> Maeve is super creepy. Jay sits down to thumb through the book, and Darth is standing right behind him. That's the guy that Maeve was with last night, wearing a, 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 skull, a skeleton ribcage t-shirt. I used to have that shirt. I bet you did. I got it at Walmart, <laughs> yeah. Sure. He's wearing pants that are too big, too, and they're belted so that they bunch up in the front, you know, like the thrift store jeans. Yeah. He wants to show Jay something outside. Meanwhile, Jackson is sniffing Maeve's bed. He's yeah. just got her, his head shoved into her blanket. He's, he's, being, he's investigating, but it's really creepy and shit. Like, <laughs> he, he, like runs through some stuff on the dresser and then he sees the bed and immediately like shoves his face into it. It's like, I know they did it. And, yeah. You know, like, well, if you know, don't do that. You know, I just can And then, yeah. And then he like acts like he didn't do it. And then he goes into like the little bathroom on the side of the bedroom and starts, you know, going through all that. Yeah. He's got, he's ready to be in case there's an attacker in the shower. He's got his snake fist going. Yeah. Well, it's a stink finger. It's like that one finger and he's just kind of got it in front of him, like a Kung Fu shop ready to go yeah exactly he pulls open the shower curtain nothing interesting there just some bloody clothes you see that all the time yeah no big deal <laughs> outside jay and darth are at the garage and darth wants jay to open the door because for some reason darth can't open the door he thinks it means something that jay returned so jay agrees to open the door he turns around to say something else to Darth, but Darth is completely gone. Didn't run off, just not there anymore. Jay opens the door, and there's a terrible stench. And wrapped up in a tarp is the corpse of Darth. Dun, dun, dun. Jay stumbles back out of the shed and is startled by Darth, saying, Look, I need your help. <laughs> so apparently Darth is a ghost. Jackson is still wandering around the house. He pulled, gets a pitcher out of the refrigerator, pours something, and takes a drink. It tastes awful. He goes, geez, Maeve, you ever heard of an expiration date? So he pours <laughs> himself some more drink. <laughs> he also finds a letter informing Maeve that she's been fired from the blood bank for stealing blood. He goes outside to tell Jay about this, and Jay asks Jackson, yeah, can you see Darth? And, and of course, Jackson can't see Darth. Darth is a ghost. And so Jay sends Jackson into the shed to see Darth's corpse. And Jay runs away. And Jackson follows. 
back at the apartment, Jay is setting up an AM radio while Jackson wonders why Darth killed himself in Maeve's garage. <laughs> Jackson is clueless, absolutely clueless. <laughs> Darth says, hurry up and set this thing up. This guy's an idiot. Yeah, no, you would like the ghost, but yeah, good thing I'm dead because I cannot stand being around this guy, you know. Exactly. If you're pissing off ghosts, man, you're there's no hope for you. They're going to catch Darth's voice using an EVP and they find a channel on the radio that lets them hear Darth. Darth explains that Maeve killed him last night, but he found the veil between the living and the dead. He thinks they are linked because Jay started astral projecting about the same time Darth died. Darth wants Jay to go back in time and prevent him from being killed, but it has to be done before the veil closes on midnight November 1st. So not only is it an astral projection movie, but it's a time travel astral projection. Yes. Wicked. That's cool. And, <laughs> and not, not like a murder mystery. What was that? There was a movie with a guy on a train and he, was, had, he had to stop a bomb from blowing up. And every time he failed, he just zapped back in time on that same train. Oh, yeah. I remember the movie. Oh, shit. It had that uh, British guy in it. Uh, man, yeah, it came out, like I say, a couple years ago, but it's probably like 10 years ago. It was a while ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now nah, I remember that. It was pretty cool. Yeah. That's the kind of thing we're dealing with here. But with, like, astral form. Yes. Jackson decides that if Jay is going back in time, he Jackson's going to go with him. Uh, using a trick he learned while he was in Vietnam. Jackson was totally not in Vietnam, but he says he saw a YouTube video with a Vietnam vet, so it's basically the same thing. <laughs> and he does the Vulcan nerve pinch on himself and falls conscious, unconscious immediately. <laughs> I love <this. laughs> he just He just pinches his shoulder and, like, oh! and down he goes, face, in, face first into the carpet. It's like a choke chain or something. Just, oh. <laughs> well, Dream World Jay sees himself and Jackson. Jay actually laid down on the, on the sofa. Jackson is laying on the floor because, well, Jackson. Yeah. He's with Darth, and they need to figure out how to wake Jackson up. So Jay slaps Jackson, and all three of them are astral projecting. Darth explains how to go back in time. All they have to do is pretend they're wearing a watch and imagine that it has a time in the past on it. That easy. That's pretty easy, yeah. They asked Darth, how do you know all of this? And just like Holly Shore in The Son-in-Law, he is, uh, I took a semester of paranormal sciences. <laughs> the community college, yeah. yeah I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they're at Maeve's house on Halloween at 9.30. Darth shows up with a cooler and several condoms. Jackson is distraught because they're extra large condoms, and how can he compete with that? <laughs> the cooler has three thermoses of blood in it, which Maeve takes out and drinks and immediately finds out, oh, it's not blood after all. It's just wine and not even good wine. <laughs> Darth tries to apologize he was gonna steal blood for her, but security is all over the place since she got fired for stealing blood but don't worry he'll get some more tomorrow and Maeve kisses Darth as Jackson looks on jealous 
They head into the garage. Maeve tells Darth to get the tarp. Apparently, they, he thinks this is uh, Maeve's kink. Darth thinks they're going to have sex on the tarp, but Maeve has a knife, and she cuts Darth's throat, catching the blood in the same pitcher that Jackson was drinking from earlier. Yeah. <laughs> That's not sangrim. No, it is not. And Jackson and Jay wake up. Jackson wants to go wait with Maeve for the police to show up, and Jay tries to stop him, but Jackson goes anyway. Jay falls back asleep, and a flashback. We get a flashback to when he was a kid, and his dad is scolding him for running off. Jay is a complete jerk until his dad has a heart attack right in front of him. Darth is there, but he can't see any of this, so Jay says he's just going to... Uh, he's going to stop taking the sleep mix too much. Darth is despondent about being dead. They only have an hour left. So Jay goes back to sleep, travels through time again to 8 o'clock on Halloween. He, he talks to Jackson in the past through his headphones, the same trick that they use to be able to talk to Darth through the radio. He uses that to talk to Jackson through his headphones. So he's actually in Jackson's ear telling him what to do. It works, and he tells Jackson Maeve is in danger, and he needs to stop Darth from getting in the house. Well, Fur is driving Jackson along with Astral J over to Maeve's, and they stop near Maeve's, and Jackson's going to hide. He just kind of crouches down in the middle of the sidewalk. Yeah. I love how this whole thing is kind of like... Uh... A dumbass secret service agent. <laughs> like, he's got his iPods and his thing. He's like, got one finger over it, you know? And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah. And then he like talks to a chick driving the car. I don't know. Was, I just thought that was funny as shit. He, he, lo- he does look like a secret service agent. Yeah. In like shorts and a Dracula cake. <laughs> shorts and a Dracula shirt. Jay tells him, look, get off the sidewalk, hide in the bushes. So they do. They're going to jump Darth and force him into Fur's car. Well, Darth arrives, Jackson jumps him in the yard, and they wrestle until Fur shows up. Fur has to come out and deck Darth, knocking him out. Fur and Jackson load him in the trunk, and once they get back in the car, that's when Fur decides to freak out. (laughs) And they head back to Jay's apartment to tie Darth up. Jay wakes up, and he finds Darth tied up in the apartment. Apparently, it worked. And Darth is pissed, and he's going to sue Jay so hard. And Jay unties Darth while Darth explains that Fur took Jackson back to Maeve's, of course. He hears a creak and discovers the ghost of Jackson coming out of the bathroom. Jackson explains that he went back to Maeve's, told Maeve what they did, and Maeve stabbed Jackson. <laughs> now Jackson's dead. Darth is alive. Jackson's dead, and Jay is talking to his ghost. So Jay has to go back in time to stop Maeve from killing Jackson now. Jackson says, he asks Jackson, what time did you die? Jackson says, I didn't really notice the time. And then he remembers looking directly at the clock and saying, oh, it's 11.01 when I die. (laughs) Didn't even notice the time, but he knows exactly when it was. (laughs) Well, Jay grabs the bottle of sleep mix and, and forget the eyedropper this time. He's just going to turn the whole thing up. Yes. <laughs> kind of like everybody does with the bottle of NyQuil. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, like this, like the third day of the flu and it's not getting better. And you're just like, eh, screw it. Let's time travel. Pop it back. <laughs> he turns the bottle up and passes out on the couch. Go back in time through the cloud tunnel again. And Jackson tells Fur that yeah, you don't have to wait for me. Fur says, I will be right here unless I get another fare. <laughs> well, they fist bump and Jackson heads into Maeve's house. Fur is listening to a crime dramatization on the radio, almost like a podcast, but it's a radio show. Do you ever listen to the CBS radio mystery theater? Uh, no, but I have listened to like Eyes, like uh, horror, like old 50s, you know, like The Shadow and stuff. I've listened to Yeah, those. yeah. I used to listen to the CBS Radio Mystery Theater on late at night when I was a kid. Put the radio under the pillow so I could lay there and listen to it. And like 90% of the time, I'd fall asleep partway through it. Yeah, that's why uh, I started listening. They got, uh, there's a YouTube channel. And it's like they take those old radio plays and they add like uh, effects to them and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was like that. Well, Jay tries to talk to Fur through the radio, but Fur decides at that point to turn the radio off. Inside the house, Maeve and Jackson are arguing. Maeve confesses that she is, in fact, drinking blood. Meanwhile, Fur is sitting in the car counting cash in the most obvious way possible. Jay decides to zap her, to shock her, a little st static shock, to let her know she needs to help Jackson. And it works. This has been kind of a running joke that we glossed over, too, is that any time uh, Jay touches fur, one of them gets zapped. Well, Jay zapped, uh, Astral Jay zaps fur, and fur decides maybe she needs to go into the house to, to investigate. Meanwhile, Jackson is back on his couch, and he's paralyzed, just like when he got stuck Outside Maeve's window, now he's stuck on the couch. Back at Maeve's house, Maeve explains that drinking blood and smearing it on herself has helped her overcome her sunlight allergy, and she thinks that access to clean blood would have kept her mom alive. Her mom had leukemia. Yeah. Her is outside, and she's watching as Maeve grabs a knife and heads toward Jackson. Back in his apartment, Dream Jay is talking to Astral Andy. Andy thinks that the sleep mix has done this. You know, I never get couch stuck unless I use Dream Mix. And he says, you're not still taking that, are you? He says, of course I am. And Andy says, that stuff expired in 2007. Don't you pay attention to anything? <laughs> well, he's going to try to help Jay wake up, but it, it doesn't work. Back at Maeve's, Fur bursts in and with a fake gun, and she's just got her finger stuck in a pocket of her hoodie. She takes it out at one point, and you can see it's just her hand. Then she sticks it back in her pocket to make it look like a fake gun again. <laughs> <laughs> this starts a fight, of course. Uh, there is a Maeve-Fur cat fight, and Maeve is choking Fur out as Jackson sits unconscious in the corner. Back at Jay's apartment, Andy doesn't know how to help Jay. This never happens to Andy. And Andy suggests that he does. He should do yoga to fix it. 
And then he just grabs Jay's head and starts singing a weird little lullaby. And that causes Jay to travel back in time. And Jackson wakes up and finally comes to. He sees Maeve and Fur fighting. And he does his little Vulcan nerve pinch and knocks Maeve out. Damn. Yeah, it actually works on other people, not just on Jackson. Yeah, I thought he was just like super successful because he's a dumbass, but no. (laughs) It's legit. Yeah. They go check on Darth, and he's fine. He's been stabbed in the arm, but other than that, he's fine. So they kind of step on his leg, just being klutzy. Fur, Jackson, and Darth are all leaving Maeve's house. Fur asks Darth if he wants her to take the knife out of his arm. He says that he was thinking about leaving it in, so she pulls it out. (laughs) (laughs) And they all pile into Fur's car. Inside the house, Jackson has Maeve tied up. There are thermoses of blood on the floor next to her, along with the letter uh, that she got telling her she was fired from the blood bank for stealing blood. And he's putting a Band-Aid on her forehead. Then he dials 911, puts the phone on the table, and leaves her there tied up. Gets in Fur's car, and all three of them drive away. I like uh, walking out the house. He stops right in the door and like does this kind of like superhero, like hands on his hip, kind of like, yep, yeah, <laughs> I did this. And then gets in the car. I like that. That was kind of cool. That was fun, yeah. Jackson, Darth, and Fur are all standing over Jay as he's asleep on the couch. They shut off the alarm on Jay's phone and then decide to take Darth to the hospital. Next morning, Jay wakes up on the couch. He heads to the fridge. He takes a plate of food out of the fridge, and Darth scares the crap out of him, so he tosses his food. (laughs) Darth has his arm in a sling, and he's pouring a cup of coffee for Jay wrong-handed, which means he pours way too much coffee in the cup. Oh, yeah. Darth wants to thank Jay for saving him, and then he makes the zombie joke, which freaks Jay out. Jay heads to his bedroom and finds Fur asleep in his bed. How did you get here? (laughs) Well, fine, I'll leave. No, 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 no. (laughs) And then he offers to go get her a donut. Fur asks Jay, do you remember anything weird about last night? And Jay kind of plays it off that he doesn't remember anything, that he was really drunk. So she says goodnight, and Jay goes to cover her up with the blanket. And when he does, he zaps her. And she says, he says, you really wish you'd quit shocking me. So I'm thinking that Fur at this point believes that maybe something supernatural is happening between the two of them. Yeah. Jay sits in the living room and he hears the toilet flush. It's Jackson coming out of the bathroom. A uh, living Jackson. <laughs> He's a little less clingy, but he still calls Jay Uncle Jay. Yeah. And he says that Maeve is going to be in timeout for quite a while. <laughs> Jay is kind of warming up to Jackson after seeing how he was such a jerk to his own dad. He, he kind of feels bad for Jackson. He gives Jackson the toy out of the last box of Mandeos that was made while Jay's dad was in charge and tells him, yeah, I've already got this. You can have this. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then there's a knock at the door. 
a buy a package has been delivered a package that jackson was expecting by the way jackson opens up the box and hands it to jay and inside is the second to the last box of mandeos that was made while jay's dad was in charge oh that's so sweet he asked jackson how he found it and he said he got caught in one of those clickbait one click purchase things so maybe it was an accident <laughs> Hey, maybe he's just trying to play it off. Yeah. Well, Jay tells Jackson he's got to find a job. You can stay here, but you got to find a job, buddy. And Jackson Jackson agrees. He is confident that next month will be his month to look for a job. Also, no more tent. You're like, you got to get rid of this shit. Like, I don't want Yeah, this you got to clean the tent because it stinks. Yeah. yeah, it smells like stars. Well, it's later in the day, and the camera pans around the darkened apartment pausing on the Mandeo's cereal toy. Hear the bathroom doorknob vibrating again, and the toy is bouncing across the table. Jay's asleep, and then he's astral projecting again, walking to the bathroom, and it starts to look like a music festival in the shitter as the multicolor lights are shining in, out into the hallway. It, it does. It indeed does. Yeah, I know. As Jay approaches the door, it pops open and out steps his dad. He tells Jay, you know, you should get out of town for a while. Or, or I mean, it's not a requirement, but yeah, you should you should go <laughs> and, and stop astral projecting for a while. It turns out Jay's traveling back in time and saving people has pissed off people on the other side and they're coming for Jay. No way. Jay's dad asks, do you trust me? And Jay decides that he does. And they step through the bathroom door, which slams shut behind them and fade to black and roll credit. Wow. And now if that's not a setup for a sequel, I don't know what is. Yeah, I know, right? It's like the first book in some like young adult fantasy. Like it's like the first Harry Potter book. You're like, oh, man. Right. It's just getting good. Why would you do that? They just resurrected like the (laughs) evil overlord. You know, we got to go fight that guy. Yep. Total sequel bait. Not quite as good as a Bruce Campbell thing, but, you know, kind of along the same lines. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I think for such a, and I I hate saying this, like a cheap movie, it's a really smart movie. Even like the dumb jokes have like a kind of a smart, witty payoff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. Like, like especially for a movie like just came out of left field, like, like I said, I found it one night when I woke up and uh, Tubi was still on. I was like, I, I have to go back and watch this movie. Yeah. I don't care what I'm doing. Like, I'm going to start it over, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. It was, it's a dumb movie, but it's fun dumb, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh, don't be so serious, you know? Just, like, kind of take it as it is and just go with the flow. Like yeah. a... Like a like a what do you call those? Like a, a haunted ride, you know? It's like, eh, of course, that's a paper mache witch, stupid. But you know, <laughs> you mood, you know, don't pick it apart. Just go with it. Yep, exactly. Switch off your your um your technical brain and enjoy the ride. Hell yeah! All right, man. I think that's a podcast. Hell yeah. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We had a lot of fun making it. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating wherever you hear us. 
You can follow CDF Pod on Facebook and Instagram or at CDF underscore pod on Twitter. You can also visit our website at CDFPod.com. And don't forget you can help us make donations to film schools all across the country by going to Patreon.com slash CDF Pod. Join us next time as we explore another movie so awesome it probably shouldn't have been made.